culture of idol worship. Where you want to, once someone is doing well, you want to be around the person. But my greatest joy is not what I'm doing, it's what God is going to do in your life. Because that will be the testimony. When I hear your story, when I hear your story, I'm like, wow, that is the testimony. That there's a guy here, you know, um, maybe it's in the East Auditorium, his name is John. John moved to Russia and he's been with me and he told me that, you know, he moved to Russia, suffered a lot in Nigeria, moved to Russia, church, being blessed, church changed his life, moved to Russia, in Russia, he's staying there, he developed an app similar to Uber that they are using right now, he said, I'm trying to bring it to Nigeria, I want to recruit people, he said, Pastor, I want to come and see you because there are people I hope that I can recruit from church because that's the church that, the church that helped me and that's what the story needs to be all the time. That's what the story needs to be all the time. Changing lives, changing lives, changing lives. That's what it needs to be all the time, changing lives. All right, so let's turn our Bible. So Frank, there's a home. I know that we are pioneering extra venues that we don't use because we don't put sound in the open air. But now they're doing that, you know. So there's a home on the stage, so you help me fix that. So Luke chapter 17, and today we will be talking about Thanksgiving. We will be talking about Thanksgiving. It's a short message because... Big B is going to take the stage, and I don't want to have part of this time at all. I, all of us are going to bless it today. Amen. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to. <laughs> if you are not dancing, you are a suspect. Praise the Lord. If you are not dancing, that's why I didn't wear a suit. There was no need to wear a suit. I want something that is very free so that they can. Satan is in trouble. Satan is in trouble. Satan is in trouble. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you're tempting me up because hey, 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 hey. just don't go let the drum settle because hey, if we start, we will not preach. But let me start by saying this. Um, last week or two weeks ago, I think, I went to where I normally bab my hair. And um, the babbing shop was locked. And the owner of the, the, owner of the salon is my friend. I mean, they've operated for maybe close to 15 years. I've known them. And um, I said, ah. So I called. I said, why is the babbing shop locked? And he said, oh. The guy that cut your hair for you when I'm not around, that asked to cut your hair, committed suicide yesterday. He said he drank sniper. He said, so in his memory and honor, we closed down the shop for a day. So I said, what happened? He said, well, the guy has a betting problem. And unfortunately for him, he's the accountant of the Babin store. So he had taken about 200,000 naira of the money with him and hoped that he would bet, get the money back and pay back. He bet lost the money. And he couldn't pay back. And with other pressures in his life, he just took his life. And when he said that, I said, Lord, if I need 200,000 that I don't have, that I have relationships in my life that can give it to me, Lord, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Is that Kenny Black? I didn't see it come. It's nice to see you because, you know, I looked, then I saw your hair. There's a guy in that choir that is mimicking your hair, though, you know. You know, but I don't know if he's walking to this. But I said, no, that guy's hair is not as full as that. And I looked and I, I saw the teeth, you know, like, like that, that teeth. And I saw, I saw the swag. I, yeah, I saw the swag, you know. Oh, I, I need to make an announcement to remind me just before Kenny, uh, people I just said. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice. It's nice. 
And I, I really like him because he's not proud of, he's proud of where he came from. <laughs> you know, a cartoon right there, you know. Ejibo. Ejibo. You know. Ejibo inside, you know. All the Ejibo people say amen. Praise the Lord. You can tell the service to be good, right? <laughs> so back to my story. So this guy took his life. And I said, Lord, there are some things you take for granted. See, I remember the time that I pissed off my mom so much and she looked at me and said that, let me tell you the truth, what I really think about you. My mom told me this. Said, I really think about you that out of my three children, you will be the one that will least succeed. I know you will fail. You will least succeed. She, she said all those things. And she wasn't like cursing me. From, from where she was standing, that was her honest opinion of my life based on some things that she had said. See what Jesus did to a failure. You know, and the reason I'm saying so is because sometimes you look back and it seems as if there's nothing to thank God for. You are so wrong. I want to remind you, do you know there was a time in your life that you would lose hundred naira and turn the whole room upside down to find it? You've forgotten so soon? You want me to remind you some more? How many of you used to go to Aswani? Aswani champions, where are you? Say amen. So, some, some of you don't know what Aswani is. Aswani is the place that when prisoners wear clothes in London and America and you know, in Northern Europe, prisoners, people that are not okay, people that are okay, when they, they will take the clothes, put it in, in bags. Then these clothes come in bales. And when the court comes in bales, they will just go to Aswani or float the bale. The man will just, the man that says, just carry the bale and say, which one you want? Oh yeah, and throw it off. And you used to go to Aswani now. Some of you didn't go to Aswani. You know why you went to? Katangora? Oh. Some of you went to Katangora? That's the truth. You went to Katangwa and you go to these places. You go early in the morning because that's when the fresh bathe. You, you can see I didn't go there, right? You notice, right? You can see I, I didn't go there because I just, the Holy Spirit just revealing these things to me. But right now, when they say, where do you shop? Uh, uh, I only shop in London. I only shop in London. Because, you know, um, if I don't do Harrods, if for some reason I can't do Harrods, I will go to the Paris. There's a, there's a franchise store in Paris on the, on the Lemon Street. That's where I shop. Oh, well, what do you go? I, I do New York. Anywhere between the 5th and Lemon Street in New York. That's where I shop. You forgot that there was a time. See, but let me tell you, some of you were so broke, you couldn't even imagine shopping outside of Swani. I, I remember I met a, there was a lady that I knew, and she used to go to shopping at Swani, and I, I, I was challenging her back then. I said that, you know what? See your future in such a way that you will not be coming to shopping. He said, no. He said, no matter how rich I am, as funny I must come. <laughs> I met a lady recently and she said to me, you know the amazing thing? I was so short-sighted. I, I never knew you could get blessed to a point where you will not even go back to that place. Do you know there was a time that jam was your problem? Do you understand there was time? Some of you, it was English. Some of you, it was maths. Some of you, to find a husband was your problem. You know, people are so short-term in memory. That's why they don't remember that God is faithful. 
Because if you can just look back. Let me tell you something about our church. And you may not know this. There was a time in this church I came up and I said that, church, we cannot pay the rent. The rent is 3,000 naira. If you don't get the money, we will close down the service. And all of these leaders, most of them were there. And they just looked at me this way. And we closed down the service. For three months, we didn't hold midweek service. We could not pay how much? 3,000 naira. You know, last month, last, last month or last week, not last two weeks, yeah. I was talking with them. We help an organization, Dustbin Village. You know, you know, there are kids that live on the Dustbin. You know, their parents don't have money. They build a house on the dustbin. Very unhealthy thing. But also, they can't feed the kids. So the kids, like, pick those beans and sell, and some eat from the dustbin. And we went to a partnership with them, and I said, okay, so there's a feeding and schooling program. I said, our church will take care of the feeding program. The reason why is this. If we begin to feed them, they will be healthy enough to learn. People cannot read when they are hungry. And all of it, I give you your tithing offering. Thank you. Because without that, we can't do it. We can't, we can't, without, without that, we can't do what we're doing. And so we're working with it. So we'll stop for some time because we wanted to do some strategic power readies. So I asked one of the guys, I said, so how much have we put in Dustbin Village, myself and our church members, while we did it? And the person, maybe about 20 million, there about, plus or minus. I said, we put 20 million there, but just a few years ago, 3,000 was big. You know why? There are two categories of people here. There are those of you that know what I'm talking about because you've crossed the line. But there are those of you that are still behind the line and you're wondering when will I cross? You will cross soon. You will. You will. I want to leave the service in assurance. Leave the service that knowing that the God that did it for my pastor, not just my pastor, the God that did it for Kenny Black, the God that put the story in Bolaji's mouth, the God that did it for all those people, either Brother Lumide, either Pastor Ferrami, either, you know, Pastor Deji, all of those people, Pastor, all those people that God will do the same thing for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 17. Let's just get into the word because Luke 17. And I want to leave the service with so much hope of the future because I know that I know that sometimes it can be really depressing life, the country, the way things are, it can be depressing. But listen, good and bad happens every time. What you focus on becomes your atmosphere. So there will always be good happening. There will always be bad happening. But the question is that, will you put your focus on good? Have you noticed something? People that are depressed are never thankful. People that are thankful are never depressed. You know why? Depression has a way to focus you on what's going wrong. Listen, Thanksgiving has a way to focus you on what's going right. The reason why you're not thankful is that you're looking at things that are not done. The reason why you are thankful is that you're looking at what is done. The reason why you are depressed is that you're looking at what is not done. Glory to God. Luke chapter 7, 17 rather, verse 11. The Bible says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed, referring to Jesus, through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And he entered into a certain village where they met him ten, lep- ten that were leopards. The, they met him ten men that were leopards, which stood afar off. Let me just stop for a moment. What does leprosy mean? Leprosy is a sickness. 
but not just a sickness. It is a sickness. So, so when you have leprosy, the first thing you lose is your money. You know why? Because in trying to get a cure or help yourself, what happens? You begin to spend all that you have. That's the first problem with the sickness. The second thing you lose with leprosy is this. You lose your societal status. People begin to stigmatize you. People cannot talk with you. They can, and that's why when they spoke to Jesus Christ, they stood afar. There was a social issue to it. But not only was there a social issue to them, so their family would stay away from them, their children would stay away from him because they had leprosy. But the thought was, was this. It was not that there was just a social isolation when it came to them. It also affected their children. How do you mean? If someone's, if your own child says, I want to marry that lady, but her father is a leper, what will you say? What? So it was not something that just affected them. It affected the children. I want to see the background of these people. And they stood afar off and said, Jesus. And they called on Jesus. Next verse, please. The Bible says in... Verse what? 13. And they lifted to their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have what? See, see, I want to explain that prayer to you. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, sometimes, this might be the most powerful prayer you'll pray in your entire life. What is the prayer? Lord, I receive your mercy. What does that mean? There's a difference between grace and mercy. What is grace? Grace is receiving undeserved favor in other words grace means that i didn't deserve for you to do something for me but you did me a favor but what is mercy mercy is not undeserved favor mercy means i deserve death and judgment i deserve evil to come to me but you stepped in and averted evil you stepped in and said for my sake don't punish him what is grace this is what grace is you, you see a PS4, PS5, a computer game. Buy for your child. That is it. Just, oh, daddy, I'm so grateful. Daddy, I love you. That's grace. He didn't deserve. You just showed him grace and bought him a gift. What is mercy? Your child stole. You're about to whip the hell out of him. And all of a sudden, grandma comes. Grandma says, for my sake, have mercy on him. See, there are some things that should come because of the bad decisions you've made. As some things that should happen, not because of the devil, because you yourself, you use your hand to look for trouble. But listen, mercy is a dimension that says, although you look for trouble, for my sake. You know what? The way this leper prayed is almost as if they said, we know we cost it. We know we lose our hand to look for trouble, but, but, but what? For mercy's sake. Can, 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 I, can I teach you this, the word of God this morning? Let me show you something. Psalm 23. Oh, this is going to be powerful. Ooh, glory to God. Verse 1. Oh, my God. Are you ready for the word of God? Listen, maybe this month, this month we're talking about the Holy Spirit. You will be blown away by the time I'm done explaining Psalm 23 to you. Verse 1. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I can talk about next time. The next verse says, He makes me to what? Lie down in green pastures. He what? He leads me beside still water. Listen to me. What I'm saying this is this. Sometimes you hear people saying that, I'm waiting for God to speak to me. Listen to me. No child of God should be waiting on God to speak to them. The reason is this. God leads us irrespective of us. It is his responsibility. God's leading is not a response to prayer. So why don't some Christians hear the voice of God? Christians don't hear the voice of God for this reason. They are not able to recognize the leading of God in them. 
Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, he leads me. It's not about me praying. He leads me. It's not about me asking. He leads me. It's not about me seeking. He leads me. Listen, as a child of God, leading is on the inside of you. When you want leading, all you have to do is to look inside and you'll find out that the leading is in you. I don't have to pray for it. It came with my redemption. So the next line says, he led me back. So, so watch this now. He makes him to lie down in green pasture, prosperity. He lives without the still water. The next verse, please. He restores my soul. He leads me where? In the path of righteousness. For what? Did you see? He leads me. He restores. He makes me lie down. Then the next, verse 4. Read together. I want to go. Did you notice something? That he didn't lead him into the valley of the shadow of death. He walked in there. Oh my God. Every time the shepherd was leading, he was leading to a place of blessing, a place of profit, a place of progress. But the moment he took the decision, he says, though I, not led, though I walk into the valley of the shadow of death. He says, I was not led there, but I walked into it. You know what the mercy of God does? The mercy of God says, even when you make a terrible mistake, it says, thy rod, rod for correction, thy staff for direction, they comfort me. Even in your mistake, God says, I'm with you there and I can find a way out for you. That is the mercy of God. He said, do I walk through the valley? He didn't say I'm there. He said, do I walk? Do, do I take my legs? So some of you, your relationship is the valley of the shadow of death. But it was what you chose. But God said that, I know that marriage is bad. I know that guy is bad. But my rod and my staff, they comfort me. In my worst moments, I'm not afraid because even in my trouble, mercy shows up. Mercy. If there's something you want to be grateful for today, the mercy of God. I love how we play hypocrites in church. You know how many people have done abortions? And God protects you. What a loving father. Do you know how many times you do not, you do not pray? And yet, without your not praying, the one that wins battle, wins battle on your behalf that you are not aware of. Do you know how many nights you were meant to sleep and not to get up? But the one that neither sleeps nor slumber stays awake so that you can sleep and you can slumber. I love the song. I love the song I, I heard on the, on, 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 on the Lekki Church. He said, some people fight for their God. My God fights for me. He said, some people carry their God. He said, their God carries me. He said, my God carries me. He said, some people feed their God. He said, my own God is feeding me. Why won't I dance for him? Why won't I shout for him? Why won't I cry for him? Why won't I praise him? Somebody say hallelujah. Those in the East Auditorium say hallelujah. Those outside say hallelujah. Outside, outside. Yeah. Let's go to Luke and close this message. So I walk, I walk, I make that discovery. Even in that position, you are with you. Don't abandon me. You don't abandon me. You are. Oh God. So.
wrong husband, I'm with you. So I think I, I might create time, I'm with you in it. And God knows how to convert. Listen, I'm not, it was, I'm not sure it was the will of God for Joseph to be so angry. Just a big mouth. He could dream in his mouth. If Joseph told him, he was him. What is it happening? Oh, let, let, let's go ahead. This, this, is, this is very powerful already. And, and Jesus said unto them, this, verse 14, when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself to the priest. And that's just really powerful by continue. And it came as they, they were cleansed. As, as they went, they were cleansed. And as they were cleansed, says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with, with a loud voice, glorified God. And fell on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And it was and it was the Samaritan. Notice something. You know when I read this story, because I didn't understand how you can be healed of leprosy and you will not come back and say thank you. So, you know, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me at all. It didn't make sense. Because I'm like, ah, if I'm healed of something, I'll come back and say thank you. Now, ah, they just guys did something huge. I said, maybe they forgot. Maybe it didn't occur to them that you should go back and thank God. But the problem was this. There were 10 people together. One remember to go back and thank God. At least when he's going back, you people will ask, where are you going? And probably they ask, where are you going? I'm going to thank God. You're like, I'm going to go and see the priest. And the thing that happened, I'm like, why do people not become grateful? Number one, self-made mentality. Some people just believe that, hey, God, God is there. But what I have in my life, I worked for it. And that thinking, I, I, I know there's, a, there's, an, the, 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 there's an extreme that says, I don't do anything and God does everything for me. That's another extreme. But that thinking that says, everything I have, everything I am, it is my effort, it is my input, it is my connection. That thinking is very destructive in its nature. Because that thinking is going to drive you to a place where you begin to live independent of God's help. And that's a dangerous place to be. The second reason why people are not grateful is this. People look at the past and say, what should I be grateful for? I lost my job. I have a divorce. I, I'm, I'm dealing with cancer. What should I be grateful for? At least when they found your cancer, it was situative. What about those that they found their cancer in stage four? I'm not even married. At least people are asking you out. Some people are not married and they're not being asked out. You're not married, but at least you have a job. Some people are single and don't even have a job. So they are poor and single. That's a bad combination. So sometimes you just look back. You know the way God does it. God does it in such a way that the pressure of and there will be one small cubicle in which you can thank God. There will be just one reason in which, it, because the truth is that if you were exposed to know what Satan wanted to do, what you see is not what he wanted. What you saw was missile diverted. The missile was launched, so there were some casualties, but the missile was diverted. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. And the, some reason why some people are also not grateful is this, because of perspective. Because they, look at, they, they keep looking at the wrong things. Ah, Lord, you don't understand. 
there are battles that God fights and wins on your behalf that you are absolutely not aware that something went wrong. And I always say this, the reason why I sleep and slumber is because my God does not sleep nor slumber. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Let's close this now. What should I be grateful for? Be grateful for health. Grateful for life. There are a lot of things that money cannot buy. Simple toothache can mess you up. I met a guy. He said, I have a sickness that it's only one in 10 million people that have it. I said, my goodness. That why must it now come to you? But get, be, be, be grateful for life. But grateful for the progress made so far. What should be grateful for again? Grateful for names. You know what names are? They almost hit me. The doctor almost made a mistake. This almost almost but the angel was there to make sure that it was just almost it's called near misses i almost got fired i almost got duped i almost lost my child my marriage almost divorced all those almost 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 is because you could not see the angel of god was standing there and say you will not come further than this Thanksgiving is powerful. Ah, let me tell you something. Thanksgiving has a way to recover a depressed person. Listen, if you have a friend that is depressed, get him to be thankful. Tell him, brother, write 10 things that has worked out well. The moment he starts writing it, the depression will lift. Instantly. In fact, let me read to you this study from University of California. This is, this is, this is, just a, this is science research. The act of thoughtfulness, gratitude, proceeds, produces an immediate 10% increase in happiness, 35 reduction in depression symptoms. An experiment in which a group of people were asked to write down the things they are grateful for on a weekly basis, while the other group were asked to record hassles and neutral life events. The people that kept a gratitude journal exercised more, reported fewer physical symptoms, reported um, and felt better about life, and were generally more optimistic about the coming week. Grateful people even sleep better. The people that were not grateful experienced got sick, were less productive at work, and things went wrong with them, and they were always falling into a depression. Science. is the Bible. Science. What does Thanksgiving do to you? Thanksgiving knows how to release angelic support. See, let me tell you something. If we went to a party right now, Mazuki, where are you? Yeah, I'll tell you when to come. You'll be coming, though. Just this is a party. I'm a Fuji something. I want it, yeah. I want Azubike. I want it, yeah. Okwamaka. Madam Indigo. Champion. Bellonier. Did you see it's even affecting the way it's working? See, I'm just telling you because if I told you to come normally, he will not come. He will walk briskly. But the moment I began to praise him just imagine see even if you want if you want to come if it's right if i was here i'll go now go and pray some money see some of our thanksgiving do you know as we're praising god god is there 
and from harvesters is hearing all these things oh wow Mike you say Baba he said ah Griffin said ah you know he's meant to be sitting before you do it bam stands and once God stands and steps into a situation Attract God to your situation with the power of praise. The Bible says, God inhabits the praises of his people. Attract him. Praise him in such a way that he's like, my God. Even God says, my God. You can pray wrongly. You can praise wrongly. You can pray wrongly. You can't thank him wrongly. How do you praise God? Number one, first of you praise God, heart. Because you're going to sing and dance, but your heart, it must come from your heart. Your heart must be, think back, your heart must be exploding for thanksgiving. Ah, I'm going to dance. Because there are a lot of things to dance for. The second thing we thank God is this, by singing, dancing, and jumping. The third thing of praising God is this, by giving. Someone says, giving? Of course. Have you noticed, when people pack your cars for you, what do you do? You bring and say, ah, thank you. God that gave you brain, gave you job, made sure that when you were born, there was no word, so you could not go to school. You know some people are poor, not because they didn't want to go to school. They were born into war zone. People that were born during the Rwanda genocide, how would they have gone to school? You must take us, and when I say things, it's not your normal offering. You will look at yourself. If it's 10,000, that is your size. If it's 50,000, that is your size. If it's 5,000, that is your size. 100,000. Lord, I'm giving you this just to say thank you. This is not my offering. This is my Thanksgiving offering. And you even have to wait for Sunday. You can get a promotion and just say, God, for my promotion, this is my Thanksgiving. I had the child, this is my Thanksgiving. It's my birthday, this is my Thanksgiving. Just something to thank you specially for it. And the fourth way you thank God is this. How do you thank God? By testifying. Go online. God did it. Share testimony. Come in church. God did it. Share testimony. Do something. God did it. Go home. God did it. Something about things. You know, you know what I know about Thanksgiving? Anybody that says thank you a lot, I love to do things for them extra. Because they're thankful. If you're thankful to God, you will get more. Stand on your feet, everyone. Lift up your hands and worship and praise His holy name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Father, our heart is exploding. That's the word. Oh, Lord. Lord God of heaven, our heart is exploding. sits on the throne our heart is exploding as we remember events situations times how you came through even when we were unfaithful and there's a brand new season thank you thank you for what you've done that we have seen 
Thank you for what you've done that we have not seen. Thank you for victories that we can explain. Thank you for victories we cannot explain. Thank you for battles that we won that we are aware of. Thank you for battles that we won that we are not aware of. We'll lift up our voices and say, Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name.